Welcome to the Learning Unlocked podcast, presented by Open Sesame. Taking a deep dive into the global world of learning and development with practical tips and tricks, along with insights from leading brands and the people that make them work. This is Learning Unlocked. Now, here's your host, Brian Berger. My guest is Charlie Gillette. He is the founder and CEO of Knowledge Anywhere, Inc. Knowledge Anywhere is powering training for over 3 million learners worldwide. You can find more about them at knowledgeanywhere.com. Charlie, welcome to the Learning Unlocked podcast. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks, Brian. So, all right, we love to start these conversations with the founder's story. How did you get into this line of work and how did you find Knowledge Anywhere? Yeah, good, good question, Brian. You know, my background is actually my, my degrees in finance and accounting. And then I sort of uh, pivoted over to sales and marketing. And I worked for great organizations like Baxter Healthcare. And then I went to AT&T Wireless. And these great organizations, the best idea we had for training was like fly everybody to Dallas, put them in a dark conference room, show them PowerPoints. Uh, and then they would fly home and we think that they learned something and then performance would change. And this is what the great organizations were doing. So at that point, I thought, okay, there had to be a better idea. And the internet was just taking shape at that point. And so with that, you know, knowing it's sort of like seeing how easy it was for Uber to take uh, the yellow cab business, traditional training was expensive, potentially not effective, uh, time consuming. You know, there's all kinds of reasons for it. However, you know, e-learning, the word e-learning didn't exist, but it, I knew there had to be a better way. And so thanks to the support of my wonderful wife, you know, we started uh, Knowledge Anywhere just with uh, one customer and then grew it to more and grew the team. And it's, it's been quite a ride and uh, it's been a great one. Yeah, I mean, it's one thing to see that there should be a better mousetrap, so to speak. It's another thing to actually go do it like you've done it. And like I said at the top of this conversation, three million learners and, and counting, How did you take the idea of, all right, the dark room in Dallas for a day isn't the way to go to what you're doing now? Walk me through kind of that process. Yeah. You know, first of all is, you know, finding folks that had the problem was not hard. I mean, everybody was facing the exact same issue. Getting folks to buy into it that, okay, you really could learn online. And so, you know, we just started picking up a customer and building a solution, and that customer lent to another customer. And we started focusing on really sales enablement when we started. So we're really focused on sales enablement. And then folks said, well, we have the same issue in training our customers. Can you help us train our customers? And so on. The bar was relatively, the pain was so severe and everybody had it. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just trying to, you know, see which ones would adopt early and, and so on. So you find the early adopters, folks that are looking to take a little bit of risk. And the folks that took the risk, you know, many years ago, like some of our customers have reaped unbelievable value out of it. Change is hard. How do you get people to make change after they're used to doing the same thing a certain way for many years? Yeah, first of all, you had to really go to um, the executives that were feeling the pain. So early on, selling to the traditional learning and development organization was not where you wanted to be, you know, because early on, they really wanted to keep doing 
what they'd always been doing, fearful that this was going to take their business, that uh, instruction, instructor-led work was going to go away, and it really hasn't. The learning development business is even bigger now. So those professionals that pivoted have been grandly successful. So the key thing is going after the folks that with the pain. So going after VP of operations that sees their budget go up, you know, talking to the CFO, looking at this huge travel budget, wondering what we're getting out of it. The VP of sales thinking, you know, I can't take people out of the territory for, you know, a couple of weeks or X number of days and, and not have an effective. And so it's really early on, it was going after the executives that were actually feeling the pain and starting there. And if that organization was relatively agile, the traditional training organization came right along. Yeah, we probably stepped on some toes early on, um, but it, it turned out fine. But early on, you really had to go after the folks that were feeling the pain, Brian. More of Learning Unlocked is coming up after this. Diversity, equity, and inclusion continues to be a top priority for businesses everywhere. Open Sesame has created a survey that will give you insight into where your organization stands on diversity. Aside from being educational, this survey is a powerful tool to help you understand areas of improvement and spark conversations about strategies for creating a more inclusive and equitable workplace. After you take the short survey, you'll get access to Open Sesame's DEI Toolkit, an online hub where you can find additional resources. Visit OpenSesame.com today to start your survey. Back to Learning Unlocked. Here's Brian Berger. All right, so the shift starts happening, but then lo and behold, 2020 comes and the pandemic hits. And now people can't physically get together and do, you know, learning and, and sit in that conference room in, in Dallas. So there's a, a great need for e-learning. How has the pandemic accelerated e-learning even more? Yeah, the organizations, you know, most leading organizations had already adopted it. So most leading organizations like our, our valued customers of like Ford Motor Company of educating all their mechanics around the globe, Siemens uh, educating their customers on their, their valuable instruments. They already had the system in place, fortunately, because everything in person just went away. Right. The e-learning ramped up dramatically. If an organization was caught flat-footed, and they always were doing things traditional, especially if they were doing traditional in person, um, you know, they potentially didn't make it through the pandemic, number mm -hmm. one. You know, they truly didn't make it, or they at least tried to jump on doing things via Zoom. So they could, uh, you know, they couldn't, they couldn't jump onto the e-learning um, bandwagon with a formalized learning management system, learning experience, you know, curriculum, but they truly, that's obviously why Zoom went wild. They just jumped on the Zoom and at least took their traditional live instructor-led and pivoted it to virtual instructor-led. And so that was probably their next best thing. And then they're like, okay, um, what can we do next? And so we're actually still still seeing the wave of folks saying that it's not because of the pandemic anymore. You know, nobody these days wants to, nothing against the great city of Dallas, you know, wants to fly, wants to fly, actually wants to fly, wants to fly to Dallas for two days, be away from their family and friends uh, and sit in a dark conference room. And so, you know, that that has just changed dramatically that uh, the desire of jumping on a plane, especially for something that is not, if it's social or team building mm -hmm. or 
learning that you have to put your hands on, absolutely, you know, fly to Dallas and experience that. But the idea of, you know, sitting in a conference room, you know, listening to a presenter, those days, I think, are gone forever. All right. I ask this question a lot on this podcast. What's the recipe for compelling, engaging curriculum? Do you have a certain length of time with the curriculum? Um, you know, I'm finding people who come on here say that everyone's got ADHD and, you know, the more concise you can make your curriculum, the better slicing it up into chapters. What have you found makes for compelling, engaging curriculum? Yeah, a couple things. And is, first of all, thanks to the whole YouTube world, people want short, digestible yeah. pieces. And so let's say if it, in the old days it was an eight-hour instructor-led course in a conference room concept. Nobody's going to sit on a Zoom call for eight hours right. or sit and take an e-learning course for eight hours. It still might be eight hours of curriculum, but truly you know, breaking it up into smaller pieces, making sure there's engaging, whether it be on Zoom to, you know, Zoom or Teams or whatever, to use the engagement tools of doing polls, you know, doing whiteboarding, same with the, the you know, the e-learning um, is to make sure that's in, engaging, that it isn't just a talking, you know, talking PowerPoint um, to engage it. So the two things would be chunking it up, number one. Mm -hmm. Number number two is have it as engaging as possible. And then also having the content relevant to the person. So somebody that's a senior person um, shouldn't need to go through the entire element. They might need to go through the last four hours of the training because he or she is, you know, adept of it. Whether somebody coming onto the job might need to go through the eight hours or 16 hours out there. And probably the other thing is, you know, you know, truly the organization embracing that, you know, training is not just for the sake of training. It should be connected to some type of performance or some type of compliance or something that really helps the organization out. So the idea of just sending people through training without like, okay, why are we doing this? Because that learner, that employee, he or she is asking the same question. Okay, why am I doing this tra mm -hmm. training? You know, back, back in the old days, you know, in the pre pre pandemic, we never asked why we're doing something. We just jumped on a plane and went to Dallas and sat in a dark conference room. Now, the new employees are saying, "Why am I doing this? And what values are bringing to me? And how is it going to help me in my job?" So, give me an example of how you would reward an employee for taking a course and and kind of checking that box beyond just okay, this is part of your job. Yeah. And it's usually like there's sort of three pillars. One is you'll pick up um, a third of the employees that are just engaged in their job, recognizing they need the tools to do their job. They're going to do the training, whether it be a Zoom or, or classic uh, e-learning out there. There's going to be a, a, a third of them. They need to provide some type of incentive. And that incentive might just be as simple as, hey, congratulations to uh, Mary and to the whole organization. She completed her onboarding two days early. And so some type of recognition. Okay. Um, if it's something that is a little harder to get folks to participate in, you might do something like, okay, the first uh, 50 people that complete this um, get, get a drawing for a new iPhone or something like that, some type of incentive. And the last, you might have to pull out the stick, you know, that, uh, you know, hey, you know, this is part of being part of this organization. 
you need to you need to take the training because it's not a, it's a signal if that employee does not take their training because you know he or she either isn't engaged in it we find actually that their manager never told them they were supposed to take the training. So usually we find there's a breakdown in communication mm. somewhere out there. But the three pillars are having engaging training that will pick up a third of the people, sometimes provide recognition and incentive, and then, you know, worst case, uh, you know, the stick to, you know, prod some folks along that they need to do it. So more of Learning Unlocked is coming up after this. Open Sesame helps companies develop the world's most productive and admired workforces. How? By having the most comprehensive catalog of e-learning courses from the world's top publishers, publishers like TED and Harvard. And having courses that cover learning topics like diversity, equity, and inclusion, leadership development, safety and compliance, and wellness. Try a course for free today by visiting opensesame.com backslash course of the week. Back to Learning Unlocked. Here's Brian Berger. It seems like there's a quench for learning that may have not been around 20 years ago. And and part of that may be if I don't take this, if I don't continue to develop, I can't get promoted to a certain level. Um, and I know it's a big part of company strategies now to provide continuing education in order to retain those employees. Maybe talk about that a little bit, just the whole retention and using L&D in order to retain your employee. Yeah, there's there's two things on the retention, Brian. One is one of the, you know, the two reasons that somebody leaves, there's three reasons that somebody leaves their job. One is they have a bad manager. That's always number one is my, my manager or supervisor was terrible. Number Number two is they felt like they weren't given the tools to be successful. Um, and so, you know, I just didn't get the tools, the training, the support to be successful. And three is the total compensation pack. But it's very interesting that, you know, compensation is not number one of why somebody leaves their job. Mm -hmm. So the first two pieces relate to training. If you have, you know, ineffective managers and supervisors and people are leaving, first of all, it's very expensive. That's that's a training issue. It's for, for, for sure a performance issue. But the middle piece there of giving them the tools, and it might be the tools to do their job right then. That's why onboarding is so critical to onboard them day one with what tools they need to be successful, especially in our virtual hybrid world, is who do you go talk to or who do you go connect with on Teams to help you? In the old days, if folks were in the office, they would just march down to somebody's uh, workspace and say, you know, hey, Susan, can you help me with this? the new virtual hybrid, you might not even know Susan, Susan exists. And right. so to truly, you know, recognize that there's an extra challenge with this, either 100% virtual or like Knowledge Anywhere's hybrid, is trying to bring those new folks into the fold, you know, quickly. And, and then also, people are taking training for their company or not for their company because they know in this world of fluctuating you know employment you know the, the likelihood of them being with the same company five years from now is relatively low and so with that if you're a developer you need to stay up on the most uh, cutting edge development elements if you're in the uh, in the healthcare area you need to stay up on the various healthcare if you're a project manager what's happening with agile if you're a salesperson keeping your sales skills sharp and so folks really are doing ongoing training 
both to be successful, but also just recognizing, you know, to, you know, sort of their career safety, which didn't used to exist back in, you know, back in the eighties, you might be with a company for 30 years and right. whether, whether you did the training or not. <laughs> yeah. Now that's a really, really good point. Uh, we've got a couple minutes left. There's now over 800 competitors in the LMS space. How are you keeping what you're doing at Knowledge Anywhere fresh? And you know, you've got that ability to pivot when you've got such a crowded space now. Yeah, and it's um, you know, I don't really worry about the competition because there's it's not like we we're in a world that you know I'm going to go with Amazon or Azure or IBM. I mean, it's a, it's a very fragmented element. Organizations are looking for a complete solution, and this is where Knowledge Anywhere comes in, that we're not here just to sell a piece of software. We'd love to do that all day, but there's lots of companies that just sell a software. We're going to help them map their curriculum, map their performance elements, help them curate um, content through like Open Sesame. Um, you know, help them create content if need be. So we're not just here to sell a piece of software. We're really here to help them to make sure they're going to be successful. And that's why we, we pick up. Well, that's why all our um, historical customers stay with us because they know they could get a, another LMS from somebody else. But it's not about just the software. It's the support. It's making sure they're successful. Um, you know, we have we've been here a long time, so we're not going to get bought by a VC. We're owned by a, a large organization that's privately held. And so. Um, so with that, it's the total package. It's not just selling a piece of software. And that's how we differentiate ourselves. And that's why our new and historical customers stay with us. What's something an HR professional or corporate trainer can do in less than 30 minutes that will help improve their training program? If we've got those people listening right now, what would be your guidance to them? Um, communication, communication, communication. So communicate what training is available, communicate you know, who's taking the training and being successful, uh, communicate to the leadership of how many hours are being absorbed online. So it truly is, you know, communicate. And that's what is, um, you know, the communicate what what's going on. Many times the training organization is just silent and they're not telling folks all the good things that are happening and all the opportunities and so on. So that's an easy one, Brian, is just to communicate. All right, last question for you. Uh, you know, as we said, this industry is ever evolving. Who knew a pandemic was coming? Look into your crystal ball five years from now. What does this space look like? Um, the space will continue to be uh, crowded. There will be consolidation um, out there. There won't be, you know, 700 players. There will be, you know, 20 larger players, you know, out there. The industry is by nature a very fragmented industry because historically anybody could put out a shingle to do instructor-led training. Some of that still comes over. So five years, it will still be fragmented. Um, from a technology perspective, um, AI, um, artificial intelligence will start having a significant play. Right now, it's just sort of a buzzword and people say they have AI and it's really just a, a recommendation engine on, on the position. But AI, five years from now, will start making real traction to know exactly you know, what I need to learn, when I need to learn it, and here's a learning object that's going to help me real time. Charlie Gillette, the founder and CEO of Knowledge Anywhere, Inc. You can find more about them at knowledgeanywhere. Com. Charlie, I've thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. Thanks for joining me on the Learning Unlocked podcast. Great. Thank you very much, Brian. Truly appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks for listening to Learning Unlocked, presented by Open Sesame. 
Download this and every episode on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Learning Unlocked is produced by Griggs Productions.